Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me. My name is Jonathan Mills Patrick. I'm a former C-level bank executive and three-time startup founder who loves to talk about all things life design, entrepreneurship, and finance. If you found value in the content I'm about to share, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes or any other podcast platform as that helps more entrepreneurs find the show. For more ways to connect with me, please visit my website at jonathanmillspatrick.com. Okay, let's talk about the best way to finance real estate investing. Hi guys, thanks so much for joining me. Right now, my most, my second most popular video on YouTube talks about real estate and construction loans. And recently I got into a discussion with someone who is doing that type of investing, was actually doing some work with them. And I shared with them the concept of something that is called a guidance line of credit. And I realized this could probably be some good information to share with all of you that are interested in investing in real estate. Now, when I talk about investing in real estate, I'm not talking about um, uh, putting money into a REIT, uh, an investment fund. I'm talking about you know, either buying and flipping or buying and holding rental properties. And this type of line of credit is very popular with all of the real estate investors that I've worked with in my banking career and that I work with now. So I wanted to share the concept with you of a guidance line of credit. So I'm gonna sort of set the stage with you with an example. And I want you to think about your credit card that your family may have. Let's assume for a moment that your family has a credit card from a company. And inside that credit card, you have a maximum amount that you are allowed to owe on that credit card. Let's just say it's $10,000. But maybe inside your family, you have yourself and your significant other, your spouse, your wife, and maybe even you have an, an old enough kid that has a credit card of yours that they can use that is all tied to this top level account, right? And so what that is, is they assign you an aggregate or a total amount that can be owed of $10,000 in this example across everyone's credit card. Now, a guidance line of credit works a lot like that. The way a guidance line of credit works, and bear with me as I try and explain this to you, but it's an important concept to get if you want to invest in real estate, I recommend you going out and applying for one of these with a lender and getting it put in place. So the way a guidance line of credit works is um, it, it, I just realized I probably need to spell guidance for you because you may not tell what I'm trying to say with, with my, my, my Southern accent. So guidance, G-U-I-D-A-N-C-E, guidance line of credit. The way to think about this is it's different from a standard line of credit in that a line of credit also has a maximum amount that can be owed, but usually usually two people, like a husband and wife, are the ones on that line of credit. The kids can't use it, you know, those types of scenarios. With a guidance line of credit, what you're doing is you're setting a maximum amount that the bank will approve you for. Let's flip this around and say it's $100,000 that they'll approve you for. Inside this guidance line of credit, they approve you for $100,000. And the reason this works well for real estate is because they go ahead and pre-approve you for this amount. Let's actually bump this up. Let's say it's $500,000, half a million dollars they're willing to give you based on your income and your collateral and all these other factors, right? So they approve you for $500,000 at the top amount that can be owed for this guidance line of credit. And then the reason that works is for some people in the United States, they're buying investment properties sort of at an auction. And it's almost like being pre-approved for this amount that you can owe. And then the way it works is you go ahead and you turn in this letter of credit that's assigned to your guidance of line of credit 
to the people that are selling the property. And it says basically, hey, the bank's already pre-approved me for half a million dollars. The bank at this point, by pre-approving you for all of that, has done most of the work. Notice I say most, not all, most of the work that needs to happen. They've approved you. They've looked at your credit. Maybe you have a business entity. They've looked at the credit of the business entity. They look at your experience, your cash flow, any collateral you may have. They do their whole due diligence to approve you for this half a million dollar guidance line of credit. And then what they do is when you finally find a property you need, let's say you find a property that's going to cost you $72,000 to buy. Maybe it's not in the best of shape and is going to need a lot of repairs. What they do is they've already proved you for half a million dollars. So you can feel 99% certain that the $72,000 you're going to need for this new property is ready to go. Then all they have left to do is to appraise that property. So they will then go out and take a look at the property. Maybe it's not in the best shape. They look at the value of the property at the time. They also look at the value of the property based on the renovations you plan to do. And then that's all the work they have left to get the loan closed. They've done everything else except for look at the real estate that you're going to buy. But it speeds the process up because they've done everything else and all they have left to do is an appraisal and that type of thing. Now, so you buy this $72,000 piece of property. What they do is they take that half a million dollar loan amount and they take this $72,000 and they peel it off into a separate loan underneath this line of credit. So I'm going to try and do the math in my head. That would leave you with 720, oh, good Lord, $428,000 left. Uh, of, of, of equity in this guidance line once you peel the 72 out, okay? Now let's say you find a second house that you're looking for. Now they've already approved you for half a million, but you've used 72,000. And let's say this house is gonna cost you, you know, I don't know, $100,000 to buy this house. And then you're gonna spend some money on renovations and things like that. So now they take this half a million that has 400 and I'm starting to lose track of it. What is it? $428,000 left on it. And they peel this new $100,000 off into a second sub loan, a second loan. So we have the first one for 72, now one for 100. They're both under this half a million dollars. They peel it off into a second loan. Now, why do they peel these off individually? There's two main reasons that this works. So not only does getting a pre-approved for a guidance line of credit help you because it speeds up the process of buying and closing on a property, but it also helps you if you want to sell one of these two off later. So if you didn't peel these off into separate sub loans underneath the guidance line of credit, you would have to sell all of them for the loan, for the, for the bank to close out this loan at some point. If you have them listed separately as a subloan underneath the guidance line of credit, I know my hands are moving around a lot, then you would be able to sell maybe that first one. You, you buy it for 72, you, you fix it up, you maybe borrow some of the money from the guidance line to finish it off, and then you sell it by flipping it, then that one sells off, but that leaves this second loan that you bought for $100,000 still sitting here, no problem. Now, since you sold the first one off, that money now becomes available again, inside the half a million dollars. So we would add that back to your available balance. So can you see how getting approved for this aggregate amount where loans for various properties are peeled off into their own loan can allow you to close on a deal quicker. It allows you to sell them off at a later date where you can get rid of them and then roll that available balance back into by paying down the loan, right? 
your available balance, and you just kind of keep reusing this line of credit. It's a great way to do things. Now, are you going to get proof for half a million dollars if you're new to this? Probably not, but that's okay. I've seen people get $100,000 guidance lines of credit, and they bought you know, properties that weren't in the best of shape for 50,000, they put 25,000 into it, that left them 25,000 that they could use as a down payment for a second house. Maybe they worked with the lender to increase their loan amount as the lender gets more comfortable. So a guidance line of credit provides all kinds of flexibility when it comes to real estate investing. So if you are someone who is going to do what's called speculative real estate investing, meaning you're going to buy, renovate, and flip, or you're going to buy and hold, this concept works pretty good. Now, one note, not all lenders like to do guidance lines of credit. Not all of them do. So be sure you're asking them about this concept if they're familiar with it, if they have an appetite for it. But this is a great way to speed up the process, to provide flexibility in how your loan is structured. One of the things I didn't point out was, remember we had these two loans underneath this guidance line of credit. Each one can have different terms. Maybe, maybe this first one has a payback period of 15 years, but the second one, for a variety of reasons I'm not going to waste time on right now, has a 20-year payback. So by separating them out, they can have separate and distinct terms. So it provides all kinds of flexibility. It makes being a real estate investor a whole lot easier. You're already pre-approved for this amount that you know with almost relative certainty that you can spend. And it, and it really just adds value to the whole process. Anyways, I hope all that didn't confuse you. If it did, please ask questions in the comment. Otherwise, till next time, hope you find your voice. Have a great day.